The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. And welcome to another episode of the Mexi Man Matters, coming to you live from Quarantine City, Columbus, Ohio. We are live, and well, as I said last week, we will not be stopping the podcast for some quarantine nonsense. And as predicted, you're surely will still be going to work now. Here's what I don't understand. The governor, DeWine, of Ohio, issued an order that all non-essential businesses shut down. It's a quarantine order. Now, a lot of people, if you work in the essential employees list, if you're an essential employee, you're allowed to still go to work as long as your office complies with social distancing. Here's where it gets tricky, and here's the part I don't know. This whole week at the office, it's just been me and my attorney because no one else is coming to work. The funny part is nobody gave the okay because, again, my attorney is, you know, the main honcho. He didn't give any order for anybody to work from home. So, our office manager took it upon herself just to have everybody work from home, even though nobody's sick, nobody has any symptoms. Yeah, you have two employees with four children. Okay, they're home from work. I get that. And the office manager, who has a bunch of adult kids and two little tiny kids, says that she's going to be working from home but coming in twice a day. And everybody's going to be helping with the phones. Everybody has remote access. Everybody has the app on the phone. Nobody should not be able to work remotely. Whatever. That's fine. But here's what I don't understand. If on the order itself, if you read it, where it goes into detail as to who is an essential employer, and it lists... One through however many. Number 12U says professional service, legal services, a.k.a. law firms. So if you're an official law firm, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You can choose to self-quarantine, but you don't have to. You still can go to work. Your office doesn't have to shut down. And everybody's up in an uproar because my attorney said, oh, well, why is everybody working from home? You guys should be coming to the office at least a couple days a week. Oh, yeah, I agree. People should be coming in the office, especially when you're handling other people's cases. Now, here's the thing. Somebody were compl- some of my coworkers were complaining. Like, well, you need an official order. 
signed by the stamped by the government. I'm sorry, what? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure as long as you fit that list of essential employees, you're okay. Cause see, my wife works for Honda. Honda is technically an essential employee, but because they wanted to make sure that all their contractors are still able to work, they apply, because you know, you could apply your small business for consideration of being an essential employer. Well, they applied and they got the letter and my wife has it in her email. And I said, well, let me see the letter. Let me just take a glimpse at it. Oh, I see no, no seal, no stamp. Huh, that's funny. I see no seal from the governor on there. Huh, that's very strange. Yeah, and it turns out that I, and now in these times of, of terror and quarantine, I asked the governor myself on the website. Our law firm's essential employees or employers, and do we need a letter if we fall in this category? No, we don't. And that's the beauty of it. You don't have to. Because here's what here's what happens. The governor of Ohio, because Trump is not going to ever issue martial law, the governor probably doesn't want to issue martial law either. So, unless he's on the fucking freeway stopping every car that comes by, how is he going to know where the fuck we're going? You're allowed to go to work if you're an essential employee. You're allowed to go get groceries. You're allowed to go out for a walk. You're allowed to go out to take care of people. Interesting. See, some of us have still our Ohio Health badge from when we go interpret. So technically, that proves I'm an Ohio Health employee. Oh, well, some hospitals are issuing letters. Yeah, again, they don't have to. They can, they don't have to. Here's what, it's a, this is the part where I don't understand why people are so confused. If, if the governor of Ohio tells you, hey, nobody's allowed to rob a bank. However, the following 12 people are allowed to rob the bank and lists 12 people there. Why should I then, if I'm one of the 12 people, like number 12, it says Mexi Pants right there, blah, 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 blah. Well, if Mexi Pants is on the list already in the actual order that everybody can see that I'm allowed to rob a bank, why do I then need a letter sealed by the governor to tell me, you know what, Mexi's allowed to rob the bank? No, that doesn't happen. So you don't have to. If you work for a medical office, a hospital, yeah, they can issue orders if they want to, they don't have to. My law firm, my attorney, I can already tell you right now, did not issue letters because he expects everybody to be there to help answer the phones. Guess what? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday come along, nobody's set remotely from home. So what are you guys doing from home then? I like how I get questioned, and this was brought up a few episodes ago. I get questioned uh, as to what am I doing from home that is that so essential for me to get paid, even though I have only 90 cases. Oh, 
Well, nobody had an issue me working from home this past weekend and doing, I don't know, 60 hours. Nobody batted an eye at that. Because, yeah, everybody could see. Oh, yeah, guess who fixed half of one of my colleagues' files who, mind you, decided to just up and leave. Well, he didn't quit. He didn't quit. He's coming back. Oh, really? Really? I mean, I get that he's good looking and somebody wants to stare at him all day, but explain to me why I spent a weekend fixing half of his shit only for him to eventually come back and, you know, create more shit. And let me and let's talk about that. That is the part where that's where as I've mentioned many times before, I don't care what you guys do in your daily routine. You want to work from home, you don't want to come into work because I don't know, you're afraid you're going to get the virus. That's fine. But when it alters the way I do things, that's the issue. When I have an employee who is literally recording every conversation people have, which, again, is a violation of, I don't know, HIPAA, attorney-client privilege. I don't fucking know. It's just creepy. And he still is employed. There's an issue. When I have a manager who doesn't have any authority and doesn't remember anything that she tells people and likes to make up shit, yeah, there's an issue. Because I'm all about working. You want me to come to work? I'm an essential employee? Great. I'll be there. Well, here's the problem. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nobody was set to answer the phones from home. So guess who took 90% of the calls? This guy. Well, that's nice and dandy. But then, oh, we have we have new client signups. Oh, somebody who's working from home is spending, I don't know, maybe two minutes talking to him on the phone, emailing him. If he bills eight hours a day, I'm going to smack him in the face. Because that takes two seconds. Oh, and we're not following up. Oh, we're not following up to see if they actually fill it out and send it back. Oh, they're not answering the phone. Yeah, I find that very hard to believe. But hey, it makes me have time and not get 10 cases in a row. But my thing is, if you're able to do that from home, why have you not been able to do that from the get-go? Because again, every case this month, I'm beginning the new cases because I had the lowest active caseload. Remember that? Oh, but now we're hardly signing up anybody. And the ones we do, oh, look at that. They have the police report. They have everything nice and filled out. Everything's there. Yada, yada, yada. Great. Oh, isn't that just lovely? Lovely, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what? Wait, wait a minute. Why weren't we doing that from the get-go? Why weren't we doing that for the others? Why do you think that you can bypass our manager and not do what you're told and not even clock in and clock out? That's, that's kind of strange, don't you think? It's anarchy. I just can't stand it. And the worst part is that I'm still going to sign up people. I literally have gone three times to try and sign up clients this week. So you don't want to do it. You have no symptoms. You don't want to wash your hands or use sanitizer. 
and protect yourself, but I have to do it. On top of answering the phones. Interesting. On top of, I don't know, ordering records and bills, talking to my clients, writing my demands. Yes. Oh, I fixed half of my colleagues' files. I got those out the door. Oh, but then our negotiator left and the files are still sitting there. Now, mind you, this is how the conversation went. My attorney said, we will send them, we will keep them here and work on the reductions. But we have an attorney that's going to negotiate those. But we need everything in our system fixed. Well, yeah, because anybody past me, the two negotiators, the old bookkeeper, the office manager, and the lit department, they don't like to fix the system. They just like to do as they go. Fuck up checks and left and not know what's going on. Okay, well, that's fine. So I said, give me a list of all, of all her cases. I will go in and fix them. And if I answer the phone for a few of them as I go along, I will attempt to negotiate those with your assistance. Okay, and that was the plan. But then my other colleague left. So this weekend I focused on doing that. And supposedly another colleague was going to go ahead and help fixing those in the system. Well, they haven't even fixed the other half that they got from my other colleague. The other case manager just, I don't know, went back to Florida, quarantined themselves. Even though, again, no symptoms. And yeah, they're still twiddling the thumbs at home. Not answering the phones, because guess what? It's not set up that way. I'm pretty sure it's just a setting on the actual web page for our phone system that you just need to click so that everybody can ring it. It rings to everybody at the same time. But nobody's going in there for that setting, which is funny. And here's the other thing. Some of these coworkers, oh, yeah, I can come in at... I don't know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. There's no reason if you're self-quarantining yourself and you want to work remotely from home that you should be allowed to waltz into the office at 8 p.m. with your fucking girlfriend to do God knows what. That just means you're not self-quarantined. If you're still spending time with your girlfriend that you don't live with, that means either she's coming over or you're going over there and you're still hanging out. That still means you're not following the order. But that's okay but you coming to work to answer the phones is not okay. Hmm. That's what I mean. You can't tell me we're a team when the one person, me, does 90% of the work while everybody else maybe adds up to the 10%. Because this week, oh yeah, I'm transferring the calls. When I transfer the call, I pull it up. When I pull it up, I see growth path, our system, it's not fixed. Oh, well, then you have access to that system at home. Why are you not fixing your files? Hmm, interesting. When I transfer it to you and then that person calls right back saying they didn't answer. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you doing? Yeah, we got an email today saying, hey, we need help with the phones from 8 to 6, especially 3 to 6. No, motherfuckers, answer the phone. When the, when the person... Here's how the system is set up. It rings to the receptionist once. Then it rings to everybody in the office. If everybody has access to their phone extensions from home, the extensions that are in the office, and it rings to them, 
then at the moment it rings to me in the office, everybody else should have the capability to pick up that phone, but they don't. So then it rings to the next person in the queue, which is my office manager's cell phone. Then if she doesn't answer, it rings to my cell phone. Then it rings to my attorney's cell phone. My cell phone is on mute, ladies and gentlemen, when I'm at work. So I know who called and I can always pull it up because luckily my email is set up to get every notification from our system. So even if nobody answered the phone, I get, I get an email notification saying who called. I call them back and guess what? I pull it up in the system. Oh, nobody answered it and nobody even made a note as to who they transferred it to. Yeah. It is basic common sense, and it is what I've now realized most of my office don't have. Like, literally, I got a memo from one of the negotiators this week saying, hey, please make sure you do this before handing me the file. And I said, I'll make sure I'll let Josh know, because that was not my file. Oh, <laughs> that's two notifications where... People were just fucking around and not doing what they were supposed to do and being anal about stuff. They just assume, oh, yeah, Alex has to have those files. Oh, yeah. Well, that's enough for that rant about work. What I now want to discuss... But before we continue, let's remind our viewers and listeners that we here of Mexico My Matters still take our sponsors seriously. As always, if you want to use the promo code MEXI, you can. You can use the promo code at SuperStudio253. Save on your classes. Right now, they are currently on quarantine, unfortunately. So, you're going to have to check out their website for the online program. Now, also, you can use it at Hannah So Massage. Use your promo code MEXI. Save on your discount membership or your first sweetest massage. Perks, additional perks are added. Add-ons. And, of course, as you know... They are also on quarantine, unfortunately. Now, if you use the same promo code MEXI at American National, save on your bundling because that's the thing. If you're still going out, getting groceries, going to quarantine left and right, not listening to people and having parties and whatnot, you still need to be protected, ladies and gentlemen. You still need to be able to have your uninsured motorist coverage and liability. So make sure you're covered. American National, Super Studio 253, and Hand Soul Massage, proud sponsors of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, let me mention some things during this quarantine life of ours that are driving me bananas on top of having to work 14-hour shifts at work because nobody else lets to do a fucking job. Two of my races, so I mentioned before my two April races got canceled One's having us do a virtual race. Great. I'll get a medal. Whoopie-doo. 
then I said to myself, well, what about my May races? If you look at the map, obviously the CDC website is not accurate. It never was to begin with. I know why you're listening to the government on these times of need. But anyways, you were basically looking at a map where the biggest Chinatown, so New York, LA, all the all the New England area, are basically super red and very infected. New York City's falling apart. Well, starting May, I was supposed to be training to do 14 marathons in 14 days. Well, guess what? My gym shut down. So I can't even go to the gym, which I, not necessarily a bad thing. You can still exercise and run outside. You don't need to go to the gym to exercise. But my question is, do I still have to pay my gym membership on April 1st? Because I would say no. I'm not paying my gym membership if I can't physically have the option to go to the gym. They better not charge me for that shit. But if they're shut down, who do I talk to about that? Mm, interesting question. My shows have been postponed. The leagues have been postponed. As I mentioned before, it's a pain in the butt. But when my races get postponed, when I'm supposed to do 14 marathons in 14 days, and as of yesterday, the first two marathons, so I'm supposed to go do one in Maine and then go across the border to do one in Canada. When Canada shuts down their borders and basically my hotel that I had reserved said, oh, guess what? The hotel shut down because nobody's going to come. Sorry for your reservation. We won't. We'll waive the cancellation fee. Well, oh, thank you, thank you for being so generous. You were going to charge me a cancellation fee after I'm physically not able to go. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess at least the race is not canceled. At least it's just the hotel. I would have to figure out where to stay. Oh no, the race yesterday morning emailed me and said, no, race is canceled. You have an option to do a virtual one though. You can either ask to be deferred for next year. Great, I like that. But I don't want to just. Next year, just go do that one race in Canada. No, in Canada, no, I'm good. Thank you. Virtual, okay. You want to send me a medal and let me do my virtual run? Great. I like that. The main one, the one the day before, said they're going to move it to a later date. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's going to be at the back end of May, then no, I can't. I won't be able to go. So hopefully you have a virtual option as well. But then that got me thinking, what about the ones I'm supposed to do in Jersey and New England, the New England series? Is that going to get pushed back? Will it be fine? Because it's end of May, May 23rd. Hopefully by then, shit's taken care of. We don't know, but let's hope. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. And then on top of that, I realized, wait a minute, hair salons... And barbershops are also shut down. My favorite restaurants are only doing carryout. So, wait a minute. How am I supposed to get my hair cut? I was supposed to get my hair. I get my hair cut every two weeks. I was supposed to get it cut last Saturday. It is now around the edges. Excessively long to the point where I can pinch it. The top, top is fine. But this needs cut. No, they're not open. So what do I do? I reached out to my old hairstylist who still has my shavers, mind you. 
you know, the ones I purchased for her. Because her office and her hair salon didn't have shavers. I reached out to her and was like, hey, I need you to cut my hair. I'll pay you 100 bucks. I don't care. No, I don't cut hair anymore. What? So you left your salon, you went to another salon, and then realized that you suck at having another salon and decided, you know what, I'm just going to be a housewife. Oh, wait, but then my baby daddy and I are not getting along because I'm literally squatting all day and doing nothing. So now what do you do? Well, and with this coronavirus, I can't risk my child. Okay, do you have symptoms? No. Does he have symptoms? No. Does your baby daddy have symptoms? No. Okay, well, plan B, mail me my fucking shavers, bitch, and I'll cut my own fucking hair. Oh, yeah, no. no. So now I got to go buy new shavers, you know, after already spending money on shavers in order to, I don't know, you know, cut my own hair. That's where this drives me nuts. The people like that. I went to do, like I said, a new client sign up. And this person was telling me the story of their accident. I was driving down the Walmart parking lot on Schrock Road. And a car was coming out of the parking spot and hit my back driver's side. How hard does the car have to be backing out of the parking lot for you to actually be hurt? You're full of shit. And then you're telling me there was a police report. Great. I don't give two craps. I mean, do people not know that the officer assesses there then and then if you actually have injuries? I mean, yeah, they mark it as property damage only, minor injuries, major injuries. Yeah, those are marked on the police report. People don't think they know. You don't know that? It's ridiculous. Now, here's the other thing. You don't want to, even though you live by our north office, you don't want to go out and treat because you're afraid you're going to have the coronavirus. You're sitting across me with a fucking mask on. Okay, lady, you literally made the chiropractor sanitize the entire room before us going in there. And I'm like, no, I hope you get the virus. Why don't you want the virus? Well, because if I get it, my mom is sick and she lives with us. And oh, no, no, I don't want to get her sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? If you don't go to treatment, you didn't go to the ER. Yeah. You don't go to the ER and you didn't go to treatment. Guess what? There's, if, there's not going to be a case. And on top of that, she was trying to finagle. Well, well, last time, the other attorney office I used, they gave me 20%. And I'm like, we're not giving you 20%. It's a third. You don't like a third? Then fuck off. And yeah, she fucked off because it's ridiculous. If you're finagling prices, no. We will reduce our fee if we have to. But if you're not hurt, or at least you don't want to pretend like you're hurt, then don't waste my fucking time. That's all I have to say. I will say this though. My bagel place still opens at 6.30. And I can go get my fucking bagels once a week. Isn't that glorious? The other thing that I also, in this time of quarantine, find very appalling is that, as I mentioned in the first section of this podcast, 
I'm literally going to the office working 14-hour shifts because nobody else wants to do their job and we've lost people. And, you know, the other negotiator doesn't want to take over all of the negotiator that left all her files. Nope, let's not do that. Let's just pick and choose what files I want, even though I'm supposedly a negotiator. Last time I checked, I'm the only person who's gotten a chiropractor and a client to both agree to take a dollar. I actually took a phone call yesterday from a chiropractor's office when I updated on the file. And the offer is literally 500 bucks. The chiropractor bills are not even being considered. Why? Because the records flat out say the patient was telling me how much pain they were in. And the patient's mute. For those who don't know, that means they don't talk. So how was he able to convey that how much pain he was in if he doesn't talk? So yeah, the offer is 500 bucks. The bills are about 5000 I don't understand why we haven't gotten off the case. Because I, con- I consulted with my other attorney. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, let's just, you know, I would get off of it. I'm like, okay, great. That's the other thing, though. If you're doing demands from home, and you literally, I'm assuming you took the scanner and printer against my attorney's wishes and you basically did that because you want to be able to scan stuff from home and your computer well how many demands do you possibly have to review to where you have to scan it email it to the attorney have him review it and then send it back what if it's a bigger demand Hmm. I yesterday figured out how to use the Dropbox that we ha- used to have to do that. And that was the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, we can use the Dropbox to send out bigger files. And I wanted him to check. I'm like, what about this file? Can we can we do this on the file? And he said, no, I would just only include the beginning and then get rid of it. I'm like, great, excellent. I'm actually doing demand reviews the right way because I'm in the office. Nobody's telling me not to. Yesterday, I saw the Columbus SWAT team pull out in like some armored truck. And guess what happened? Nothing. If you stop me and want to question where I'm going, if I tell you I'm going to go get groceries, how could you know any different? Are you going to ask for proof that I'm going to get groceries? Well, my grocery bags are in the trunk. So, yeah. Oh, I also have an Ohio Health badge in case you want to stop me. And I also work for a law firm. I have my business cards. So if you decide to stop me, that is what I'll use. 